Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Stevie Wonder and Do I Do. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers is the place, as you well know, I hope, where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Vanessa Vallely. She is the founder of WeAreTheCity.com, which is a professional working women's repository of amazing things, as well as a writer. I'm holding a copy of Heels of Steel here as, as well, so you'll be hearing lots from Vanessa very shortly. In addition to that, some words of advice for your business from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. And as well as all of that, of course, great music from the Shapers of Jazz, Soul and Blues, including Diane Reeves, Miles Davis, and this from Dizzy Gillespie, It's Closer to the Source, here on Jazz FM. That was Dizzy Gillespie and Closer to the Source. Vanessa Vallely is my business shaper today. As I said, she is the founder, co-founder, in fact, with her husband, of WeAreTheCity.com. It's a professional working women's resource, um, which she set up in 2008. She's also a writer. We'll be talking about that and lots of other things. Vanessa, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Hello. Now, age 15, apparently... So the story goes, you land in the city, starting in a job, and I quote, with 15p in a bag full of ambition, my sources tell me. What were you doing in the city age 15? How did that happen? How did your working life start so early? Um, It actually started earlier than that. Um, My first ever job was age 11 at a pie mash shop. So anyone from the East End will be very familiar with pie mash shops and across London, for that matter. Um, I was a washer-upper. I used to wash up and clean the ill stand. So I did that for about five years. So I always had a very strong work ethic. used to work with my mum as well. We used to do a number of kind of cleaning jobs and stuff like that to kind of make ends meet. Um, So I had um, this huge, strong work ethic. And from where I lived in the East End, what you could see kind of from the top floor of our flat was the city and bear in mind this was around about the time when Wall Street came out not exactly a a character you'd aspire to but kind of I could see the city from my bedroom window that was the bright lights that's where the money was you know so for a 15 year old girl you know for the bus fare up there it seemed like a logical place for me to go and try and get a job. Well you say logical but there must have been a lot of people people you knew and probably family and friends that would have carried on doing the kinds of jobs because there are lots of those jobs and they're important and their hard work, they would have carried on doing those for the rest of their lives. You didn't think that. No, because um, I think I kind of come from an area where 
girls especially um but we didn't go on to work in banks it wasn't something that you know it wasn't something that our careers officer would advise us to do so I think there was always this part of me that you know liked to kind of reboot the system in a way so I'm going up there and I'm going to try and get a job in a bank you know I had big visions that I would be a you know a trader or, or something like that I say a bit like in the film I didn't quite get there but certainly worked in a number of banks. What made you think that though what made you think differently to the other people of your age and as you said girls women at, at young young women at that age what what was the thing that differentiated you I think I had some fairly strong female role models in my family uh, my grandmother was an entrepreneur she had her own businesses she used to run uh, secondhand bookstores in Soho when it was a market so I kind of grew up with kind of watching her go out early in the mornings you know and work spent a lot of time in her kind of book warehouse watched my mum obviously go out and work so there was there's always been that big strong work ethic and both of them were they'd always kind of tell me that if you want something you've got to work hard from it so you know basically knuckle down determination steely grit and you know you'll get there in the end and that I've kind of carried that with me and I impart that on my own kids Stay with me to hear lots more from Vanessa Vallely, my business shaper, a great last name too. <laughs> Time for some music there in the meantime. This is Diane Reeves and Long Road Ahead. was Diane Reeves and Long Road Ahead. Vanessa Valelli is my business shaper today and she's been talking about the road ahead for her as she looked back at her 15-year-old self and you were saying that you had ambitions beyond doing um, the pie and mash shop, beyond doing the cleaning stuff. You said, I want to be in the city. What happened when you got to the city? Um, I had my, got my first job. Um, at a bank. didn't particularly end that well. I think, you know, when you're a youngster, and I, again, I see this with a lot of kids that I work with these days as well, there's a huge gap between when you leave school or when you leave university, perhaps, you know, talking more current times, and when you actually turn up to work. So there's like the corporate hymn sheet. I hadn't really learnt to speak from that um, when I first went into my first ever job. So What do you I, think that, it's an interesting expression, the corporate hymn sheet, what do you think that was really about? I just think when you're young, you don't realise it. it's it's tact and diplomacy um, and I didn't really have that if I look back at 16 kind of coming from the background we just very much tell things how they are and call something if we thought it was you know not right and I was very much like that and I think as you go through I, I suppose you um, achieve professionalism I, I suppose you would really you would map it back to now um, but that takes time and I think it's only through observing situations and things like that that you learn that professionalism whereas you know at 16 I was very much hold on a minute that's not right you can't say that and which yet, often didn't go down very well. Well I imagine it didn't but I bet you now you're, you, you, you're the one in the room who will be blunt and will be honest. And I'm people more go, like that now I'm more like the 16 year old than I think I've ever been. And that's probably a good thing isn't it because it, it stands you out because you're not scared to speak your mind. No but I mean there were times in my career when I was you know, there were times when I think, you know, you haven't quite reached that level of seniority yet. So you don't quite know where your boundaries are in terms of what you can say and what you can't say. Mm. So you can take it to the different kind of end of the spectrum and be too quiet. There were times like that. And then there were times where obviously I felt very comfortable, you know, in terms of my expertise on a certain thing. And absolutely, I would speak up. But also, I think as you get older, you know, your um, patience runs a bit slightly more thin and you're likely to call it when you see it. 
So I'm quite proud of that trait. <laughs> and you should be too. And you'll be hearing a lot more from Vanessa Vallely, my business shaper, after the latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hello, my name's Saul Sender and I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondorea. The choices that small growing companies face when raising money are very similar to the choices that large international companies face when they're raising money in in the city or, or on the international capital markets. Essentially, there's a decision to be made between raising debt finance or equity finance. Debt finance is as simple as a loan. It suits you best if you have regular cash flow because the obligation to repay is fixed and you need the, the money to repay it back on a periodic basis. Equity can be much more flexible, but on the downside to the business owner, you're giving away ownership of the company. You may be giving away future profits, you may be giving away future proceeds of a sale, or if you sell uh, more than 25 or 50% of the company, you may be losing control in due course. So business owners who are looking to grow need to weigh up the pros and cons of how to raise money. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning, as you know, if you've, if you've joined me before. And if you haven't, welcome to this, your first interaction with Jazz Shapers. And every week we have a business shaper. My business shaper this week is Vanessa Vallelli. She is the founder, indeed the co-founder of WeAreTheCity.com. It's a professional working women's resource. And she was, um, as she was saying earlier, an EastEnder, is an EastEnder and a, and a young girl who wanted to become a woman in the city, who wanted to work in the city. But obviously that journey, Vanessa, led you to, we had children, obviously, yep. importantly, a couple of, couple of girls, I understand. Yep. Good. Um, you then... What what happened? I mean, you you went from this working life where you were doing stuff to creating we are, um, you know, the, your your website. We are we are the city. Where did that come from? I think it was um, born out of frustration, and again, um, it was more a case of I knew that I wanted to learn new things. I knew that I was in a very male dominated environment, so I knew that I wanted to be around more women. And when I looked on the internet, this information was scattered, and you know, being time strapped, having two young kids, it was okay if I go to these networking events. How can I? guarantee I'm going to get some sort of return on investment will I meet the right people am I going to learn things um, bear in mind I was quite work an extremely high pressured busy job at the time so obviously because it was scattered across the internet I was moaning at my husband and I said if only there was kind of one website that pulled all this to get stuff together for a working woman you know in terms of what networks there are what events that were going on articles that might inspire me so kind of half professional but a little bit of lifestyle in there as well because you know women don't wake up with their hair naturally done you know we do have to go out and you know there is the woman that likes to shop that likes to kind of do lifestyle things so I didn't want to eliminate that completely mm. so I wanted a kind of balance of both so it was that moaning to my husband that there wasn't one there I got back to work we'd been away for the weekend annual weekend away with the kids and we've been talking about this website and over a bottle of wine it, it become you know we were going to take over the world and I, we, I got back on into work on the Monday and I got an email from him and he's like I've bought you a present now bear in mind my husband's in IT so I don't expect chocolates flowers and he bought me a website domain bless him and he did and he just put on it let's just do something about it and he built the first shell which was what was we are the city I mean now that website's huge I mean we have I think it's around 210 
8,000 unique visitors a month, 5.4 million page impressions. We have 250 writers. They're all city women writing for city women, and it's everything I imagined it would be. Amazing. And, and all those women, as you look at it, are they they're senior, they're middle, they're junior? What are, What's the range? Uh, they're, they're right across the piece, and they're right across multi-industries as well. But one of the things I'm particularly passionate about is the pipeline of women, because I think, you know, when you get to a senior level, I think it's our job to act as role models, to kind of put our arms around the next generation, not just of women coming through, but of young lads as well, mm. and kind of impart what we've learned. And that was very much what the book was about. If only I knew then what I know now. So a kind of retrospective look. And how can I share that? Because I hope that, you know, one day when my girls get to the city, if they aspire to work there, but they'll look back at some of the issues we face these days around pay or be it women on boards and stuff like that. And they will look back like how I look back at the fact that women couldn't vote, you know. So, you know, I think we're paying a bit of a price for our generation. But, you know, that's we are the cities very much aim to inspire and motivate that kind of middle generation. The lost women, I think they're calling them at the minute hear more about how Vanessa is working with those lost women to recapture them and put them back in the place they ought to be. Time for some music though, it's all over your body from Jose James and it's the Odyssey remix. was the Jose James Odyssey mix of It's All Over Your Body. Vanessa Valelli is my business shaper talking about wearethecity.com that is the professional working women's resource that she has created from nothing well actually from a gift from your husband. Yeah. The incredible romantic that he is. <laughs> I love IT people too. Yeah we're at Chocolates Flowers you're right forget it. Here's a website darling. Um, this how have you done this? I mean 250 writers 210,000 unique visitors a month. This doesn't just happen. What do you think's enabled you to create uh, a community and to create a repository of, of really useful information? Well, when I first started, I mean, obviously it was getting around all the women's networks. It was overcoming the fear of networking myself because I wasn't a natural networker. You know, I was very much of the assumption the people that I needed were on that floor. You know, I didn't kind of go out and invest time. So it was a, that was a bit of a journey, going out and discovering these networks. And I'll be honest with you, the first event I ever went to, I walked in, put my coat down, got my water, put my water down, got my coat and went. Um, but it's happened organically. It's happened via word of mouth. I mean, bear in mind, we built We, we Are The City, whilst me, my husband and I both maintained corporate jobs, two young kids, various other commitments. So you're still doing other stuff? Absolutely. What else so do you do my, then? I'm still in my corporate job. So you're an, is it so, an IT trainer, is that uh, right? No, no. No, I was head of business management Ooh. and head of governance at well. the time for an asset manager. So my husband would say he's quite um, senior in IT, so he was still working for his company. So, we so you've ca- you're still doing that today? No, I gave up in, I'm supposed to be on sabbatical, um, I gave up in June because I took the kids around Europe and I wanted to do have six months off to just do what I wanted to do with a website and charity work and I do some work in a primary school as well, so I've been living my passions. But going back to your point about kind of growing it, it's grown by word of mouth because what there's kind of three pillars. You know, we promote um, the activities of uh, female entrepreneurs in terms of we put we give them advertising space to put their quality service or product onto our platform to reach a large female demographic. Mm. We provide a channel for charities to get to professional women, and we promote the activities of these networks. So they're the kind of three pillars. And have you along the way, since you've created, you've been talking about these three pillars, 
have you encountered all sorts of barriers to help that have stopped you becoming as successful as you have been? I mean, are there, have there been real big blocks or has no, it actually been... Do you know what? I've had some absolutely amazing bosses that, and I've always been very open and honest up front in all my corporate jobs. Look, I do We Are The City on the side. I'm very passionate about it. And in all fairness, they've all been very supportive. You know, they know I do a lot of kind of public speaking in schools and across corporate. So, you know, I'm lucky that I've had that support. And I think because some of these items are firmly on all, all of the corporate's agendas, about, you know, attracting and retaining more women, you know, that why wouldn't they support me? And it, to be honest, if I went to a firm that didn't support me, I'm at the wrong firm. Mm. So We'll have our final chat with Vanessa. Plus play track from Shaper of Jazz, Miles Davis. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Miles Davis and Human Nature. Vanessa Vallely is my business shaper. Just for a few more minutes, she's the fantastic and amazing woman, the powerhouse behind WeAreTheCity.com, the gift from her husband. Um, obviously a good gift because it's, it's the gift that's going to give. Uh, behind your business, you've obviously got lots and lots of clever people. Do you, I mean, what's the team like? No, uh, we haven't. We, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're all clever, but we don't have... We don't <laughs> got, have um, not stupid people. No, 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 we <laughs> don't have a myriad of staff. Um, most of my team are stay-at-home mums, ex-city mums, um, students, part-time workers. Mm. I very much practice what I preach yeah. in terms of kind of, you know, giving people opportunities and stuff like that. So I think there's probably about four of us that are full-time, you mm. know, that includes me. Um, but generally, I tend to pull people in as and when I need them. You know, I do think we get to a point where we need to scale. I've got people offshore that um, kind of do all my web admin and my content and stuff like that. I've got creative writers. Because we profile inspirational women, I've got right, an ex-reporter that goes out because obviously these women are time-strapped. And, and they're lovely, you know, that's great because, again, what we, we don't just profile inspirational women, but we profile rising stars. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to give like, the middle management layer a platform or a female entrepreneur a platform. And with the amount of traffic we got, you know, we've been quite successful of that. It's lovely to hear the stories when they come back and say, oh, it's consequence of you guys this happened or that happened that makes me feel very happy now you talked about um you know in 20 years time hopefully my children will look back and things will be different you your reference point was women not having the vote 80 90 years ago um the reference point now is that there aren't enough women on boards and people are talking about the davis report and 30 percent and all yep. those other things what do you think and you really are shaper in this world of, of of women in the workplace um having the voice that they ought to have what do you think the story will be in 30 years time what would you like it to be I think, I I truly believe we're playing a price for our generation, as I said earlier on. I think over time, as the youngsters come through who do think about things differently, they've got a different um, 
attitude towards what work will look like. Um, and I think in 20 years' time, that would have that will start to come through. I don't think we'll have youngsters that see the difference between a man and a woman. Even now when I work with kids, you know, the girls have got no boundaries. They don't see that there's anything to stop them getting where they, where they want to get. So I think if we can continue with that, um, kind of this middle management layer, you know, as that kind of rinses through and people kind of retire, I'd like to think that there will be women on boards, but that's if they want to be on boards. I think that, you know, sometimes there's this big assumption that it's what every woman aspires to, but it but sometimes, I mean, some of the girls that I talk to, you know, from 25 to 35, that's not even on their radar yet. Mm. And you're right, there's some amazing organisations, 30% club, women on board, that are really doing some fab stuff on there, um, you know, at that on that particular subject. So, you know, they're writing, they can try to influence policy and stuff like that. So things happen now. But, you know, I just think perhaps in 20 years time, you know, some of those issues won't be there. I really hope so. And just before I ask you about your song choice... If you had a magic wand and there was one thing that you could definitely say, I want that to happen, and in 30 years I'll look back and say, that was the one thing that was the most important thing, what would it be? That there are no prejudices whatsoever. Wow. You know, there is no boundary between genders or colours or sexuality or anything like that. If I could eliminate that with a magic wand, I think everyone would be happy to do that. Bring your magic wand next time, please, <laughs> Vanessa. Um, your song choice day, what is it and why have you chosen it? Um, it's Nina Simone. And I'm feeling good. Um, being an eternal optimist, um, this kind of sums up me as a person. And when I think about... Um, my, I, I never really was into this kind of music until I met my husband. And he's a big jazz fan. And he used to play Nina Simone all the time. So I kind of started listening to it. And now, obviously, I'm a big fan myself. But I think this very much is the ethos of me. And I'd like to spread a little bit of that positivity. Vanessa, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for being my business shaper. This is your song choice. It's Nina Simone and Feeling Good. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. That was Feeling Good from Nina Simone, the song choice of my business shaper today, Vanessa Valelli, hard-working, an eternal optimist and someone with a really positive and important agenda. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday morning, 9am, here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Stay with us though now, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.